This is Melanie Ake, your host for Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. Everyday Leaders is an inspirational show to help you develop strategies to overcome everyday obstacles in your life. Today on Everyday Leaders, you'll meet Hayden Bratt, an influential leader that challenges us to examine our life and find a creative action to move one micro step towards stretching your own beliefs. Hayden is proof that following his microchip formula can help you become an everyday leader that can change the world. Start your personal growth journey today where you can learn how to be an everyday leader in your life. Go to everydayleaders.com. Register for personal growth and development classes so you can develop your own strategies to be a leader in your life. If you're ready for one-on-one accountability, I will walk beside you as your personal coach to help you gain clarity and perspective to lead your life and career as an everyday leader. If you're ready to develop your spiritual growth, you can gather with us for the Everyday Leaders Leadership Devotionals. We meet every day at 7.30 a.m. And we apply these leadership lessons and values to our everyday lives. Go to everydayleaders.com and become a leader that can change the world. Welcome to Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, my friend, Hayden Bratt. Thank you so much for joining Everyday Leaders this morning. Oh, you are very welcome, sir. It's really great to be here. I've been a, a big fan of your, yourself and the show, so it's a, it's a real privilege to be uh, included in your, uh, in your show, so thank you. Uh, we really are in such a tribe of lifting leaders and inspiring and becoming people that we have be- we've borrowed our beliefs from other people until we've stepped into our own. And it's been so much fun to be on this journey with you, Hayden. You are an author, you're an influencer, you're a leader developing cultures, and you're in one of my favorite places in the world, which is in the UK. <laughs> so uh, bringing this international influence, and I, I really appreciate your time this morning because there's a lot of stuff happening with this COVID-19 and and so I love to kind of give people a little update while we're recording this. This is about uh, seven weeks into COVID-19 here in the United States. But what's the flavor of what's happening there in the UK? Well, we're, we're uh, probably a little, well, probably about the same um, uh, eight, eight, eight weeks maybe in. The flavor here is we're still in lockdown. Uh, we are waiting our Prime Minister Boris Johnson next week. He's going to give us some more details about how we leave lockdown. Um, we feel like we're over the peak um, and all of the indicators are coming down. So that's a good thing. But, yeah, it's, um, uh, yeah, it's clearly very serious. And we are waiting to hear how we can kind of start getting back to whatever the new normal looks like. It's certainly not going to be the same normal as we knew before. Um, but yeah, so really, really interested to find out how we kind of start um, 
kick-starting the economy back again and uh, see what happens and how we can keep keep everybody as safe as possible. So, yeah, it's um, unusual times, definitely. Mm-hmm. Unusual times. And, you know, I've been in so many groups lately, and we've been talking about how we as leaders have developed this consistent practice of just understanding what we need to do, how we need to show up to get through all of this. Because these strategies that uh, many people haven't developed yet, you know, those are the leadership principles that we are all saying, okay, well, it's our own culture within our homes. It's our own culture within our communities that we have to take to that next level and say, we got to show up this way. Uh, that's the only way that we can survive. And, and so I'm going to just get right into this because I love, you wrote this book called Micro Leadership. And I got it because I thought it really spoke to me about how you break down things that are challenging and we think of things that we don't feel like we can overcome in our lives. But when we break it down into tiny pieces, one day at a time, one step at a time, that's how we can accomplish feeling more confident, being courageous, being curious. And so all these leadership principles is really this book. (laughs) It just talks about how you develop it. Um, And so I really love having you as a guest today because you've already thought through this and you have built a strategy for developing cultures around taking one step at a time. Yeah, absolutely. And it really is, it's kind of funny because the whole purpose behind writing the book was becoming more and more aware of this kind of Volker world that we're living in, the military, which I think was the U.S. military originally coined it, this um, volatility, uncertainty, complexity, ambiguity. And when I started to to think about that concept and a real passionate uh, interest in human performance and how we push ourselves to our limits and how do we grow massively into sports and sports psychology. So I was really all of these thoughts were, were we're ringing around my head and, and thinking and plus all the stuff that I do with leaders and, and help leaders to, to develop. And I was starting to really realize traditional modes of leadership were not preparing us and weren't arming us or, or equipping us for a world where hierarchies exist, where it's more of a knowledge-based or knowledge being the currency. That kind of traditional mode of management and, and kind of old style of very hierarchical leadership structures just weren't arming us to 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 succeed in this book of world. So that's really where I started to explore. And one of the other things that I, um, so I'm a huge cycling fan. Uh, British cycling has been um, amazing over the last kind of 15 years or so, uh, mainly because of one, one man, David Brailsford. Um, and he really brought to the fore this concept of marginal gains, uh, which I'm sure you're you're aware of. Mm-hmm. Marginal gains is this cumulative effect of all the small changes we can make. So these tiny little improvements that we can can uh, can change, can 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 uh, can identify, can um, look for these incremental things that we can just do differently. And when you add all of those up over time, they accumulate to create significant changes and significant results, and so they can make a major difference. And it really, and that's what led me to, to write the book was how do you how do you take that concept of marginal gains from sports and do you apply it into leadership? Mm-hmm. How do you think about me as a leader? What can I do today that's going to make me one percent better than I was yesterday? What's the, the the small change I can make to the way that I interact with my teammates, 
the, the small change I can make to the, the way that I connect with a customer, the small changes that I can make to the way that I um, uh, structure my day and organize myself, whatever it might be, how can I make these small changes? And over time, if you are consistent, then they accumulate and make significant changes and differences. And that's, that's fundamentally what the book is all about. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, I've heard this said so many times, but when you say 1%, like that 1% every day compounds to 37% greater results in one year. So if you do that consistently 365 days, you're going to be 37% changed in one year. So if you don't do anything, and now you're sitting at home with especially COVID-19 bringing this around to what we're experiencing when we're isolated, if we don't develop strategies for growth, we can go backwards and that can affect us detrimentally as well. So we have to figure out, you know, how we make these connections. In in your book, you talk about linked connections with people that are in your circle and your environment. And, And so how do you, you know, do that one thing to get to know them better, to understand people better, to, um, you know, be a part of something different where you can learn something. And I think that's what we're being challenged with right now is what do we do intentionally to show up as that 1% every day? Yeah, and and I think what I'm seeing in, in this current situation that we are in a place where everybody has been forced to change their life dramatically. So we're all we've all been forced to change the way we do things, not by 1%, but by significant percentage points. Mm -hmm. And within that, we're seeing so much innovation in the way that people are overcoming those challenges that they would never have considered if it wasn't being forced. So necessity is the mother of invention is, is kind of the famous phrase. But so we're seeing now people who have really stepping into new ways of being and new ways of acting. And I absolutely agree with you, Melanie. I think that, that, that coupled with this forced change that we're going through, but then really within that, think about how can I still make those those minor improvements? I'm challenged that I can't go into my office and I can't be next to the person who's in my team, but how can I connect with them and how can I enhance their day by 1% by just doing something different? How can I use technology to um, still deliver something that's valuable and, and, and quality but it's done in a slightly different way because I don't and can't fall back on the habits that I was previously uh, reliant on. Mm-hmm. And I, so I think this is this is a really rich time for us to be talking about this subject of how do we improve the way we do things because we're we're being challenged by it every day now. Mm-hmm. One of the quotes I love this, and I love your book, so this is why I'm referencing it so much. But I just really think it speaks to what we're going through right now. And one of these is a quote from Warren Buffett, and you say the chains of habit. The chains of habit are too light to be felt until they are too heavy to break. And that just speaks yeah. to me because I, you know, oh, so many people are learning new skills, like you said, and we're feeling, oh, this is a little bit uncomfortable, or I may only have to do this temporary. But the whole solution of a leader is how do you create something that's sustainable through these times so that you can really create momentum and say, how do I now implement maybe virtual learning, for instance, back into our organization, and maybe we start to think of things differently and we create something completely new that we never had an idea about. And it becomes so strong of a presence that it really does start to develop a whole new culture in what you're doing. 
Yeah, I, absolutely. And, and you're right. That that quote really kind of sung out to me when I when I um, discovered it. Um, and really within that, so I'm, I'm, one of the things that I'm um, hugely passionate about is kind of the neuroscience and particularly around habits and how we form them and create them. But one of the things that's really um, uh, interesting for us to know is when, when we learn something new, so at the moment we, we're, we're learning these new ways, as you say, using virtual um, means to communicate, uh, changing the way that we engage with, with others, uh, checking in with people that we perhaps didn't previously do if we were face-to-face, these different things that we're, we're learning to do. And we will create new habits. We, we will have enough time, unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, but in the current climate, we, we'll have enough time for us to start to create these new habits. But the interesting thing about habits is we never remove old habits. We print over them, so we imprint new habits, but the old habit is always there, always stays with us. And my challenge to people, uh, your listeners on this show or or people I'm working with is we're going to go through this huge learning experience and we are going to develop new habits as we go. But we have to remain intentional about persisting with those habits once we get back to whatever normal looks like, because it will be very easy for us to fall back into the old habits. It'll be very easy when the environment changes for us to go back to previous ways of being and lose the really valuable lessons that we are all learning in this time where we are finding new ways to achieve great things that are even better than what we were previously uh, used to. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, as a leader, we all talk about who influences us. And so I I want you to talk a little bit about, because I love this story, uh, about your grandfather, so you've got a quote in your book, and I love it because thinking you're from the UK and everybody says, oh, yes, we're going to go have a beer in a pub in the UK. But your quote in here is great. There's no such thing as a bad beer. Some is better than others. And so I love that because we're thinking about right now comparing ourselves. And one of these leadership principles is, is my neighbor doing things differently than I am? Is somebody in my work team doing something better? Are they achieving their homeschooling with their kids better? Are they organizing their life better? Are they still working out better? You know, and and so it's really not about that. It's about living your life in your own space and just taking it one step at a time. So tell me how, you know, when you think about these concepts of leadership, Hayden, who influenced you the most to help you get to where you are on your journey? Um, it's a really good and, and yeah, um, uh, I, I kind of, I had to put that quote in because it really does um, sing to this concept around um, you know, being grateful for what you do have rather than always seeking out what you don't. Uh, the grass is not always greener, all of those concepts. In terms of influences, so, so my dad's always been a really um, big influence for me. So my dad has... Um, uh, kind of always been an entrepreneur, um, uh, very, very entrepreneurial in spirit and um, has always been very creative in, in coming up with kind of business concepts and ideas. And he really embodies this this concept that um, even if you don't succeed, you just keep trying and, and uh, don't be afraid to try something because you may not have the skills or the attributes. Just just give it a go. And, he, and mainly through kind of necessity rather than kind of design, I guess, in, in his life, he's always embodied that. So 
so he's he's definitely been somebody. So my dad was a, uh, and I always share this story. My dad was a wonderful entrepreneur, not particularly great business owner. And there are sometimes a difference between an entrepreneur and a, and a great business owner. So he was great at coming up with ideas and concepts, not always successful at making those um, financially viable and, and 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 successful in the long run. But he's definitely somebody who's influenced me. This this kind of um, ability to take an opportunity and go for it. And in my book, I, I call it the habit living the gap, which is this opportunity to spot uh, or way we spot opportunities. And, and he's the one I got that from. Mm-hmm. If I think about um, from a leadership perspective, um, there's really a couple of people who've influenced me over, over my time as I've started to develop. And one of them was really what sits behind my, my journey to where I am now. So, um, I was uh, working in a corporate world um, as a head of learning for a a large organization. And I was probably, it would be fair to say, I had stagnated. I was really comfortable, had a comfortable life, um, but was coasting, was going through the motions, was not challenging myself, was not stepping outside my comfort zone. I was in a really comfortable place. And... I was just kind of existing, actually, for many years. So probably for about 10 years in my kind of 30s, I was just going through this, this going through this routine, and it was very, very comfortable. And wasn't fulfilling myself and wasn't really investing myself or learning or growing, none of the stuff that I'm hugely passionate about today. And I started working with uh, a guy called Dave Evans, who I'm still in contact with and still do some work with today, who was actually a consultant that we brought into my business on the advice of a, a good friend of mine, Andy Hall. And um, we started to do some work with Dave, and I started to see a different way of helping leaders think um, and started spending a lot more time with him. And then he invited me to come to his leadership retreat. So he was running a, uh, a three-and-a-half-day leadership retreat, uh, which was going to be in the north of Scotland, um, a place called Aldouri, which is on Loch Ness, if you've ever been to Scotland, um, way up north. So it was it's nine hours drive for me to go from my house to, to um, the, the place where this was. And I chose to drive because I kind of thought I wanted to have this whole experience. So I set off nine hours to get up to this place, and it was in a wonderful castle on the, on the shores of Loch Ness. And I really kind of I drove up there, and I was absolutely petrified of what I was going to experience when I got there. It was the first time that I'd ever really done anything like this, and I was really outside my comfort zone. So for somebody who'd lived a life of comfort for 10 years, I was doing something that was really uncomfortable. I didn't know anybody else who was going to be there. Um, all I was given was the address. I didn't know who was going to be involved. I didn't know what the, the program was going to look like. It was just literally on the face of Dave saying, come along, I think you'll really value um, the time. So I drove up and, and uh, you know, I pulled into the grounds and I, it took all of my courage and all of my um, stores of, of belief. And one of the things that I... I I do is I, I always deliver on my promises. So I promised Dave I was going to be there. So it took all of that kind of um, commitment to, to who I am and, and my being to, to drive down that driveway and not turn around and go home. And this had been nine hours in the car, right? So um, <laughs> it would have been a very long drive home. But it took all of that that kind of faith. And I drove in and we started around lunchtime, uh, mid-afternoon actually, on, the, on this, um, on this uh, event. And... I walked into this room and there were 14 other 
leaders from all different businesses. Uh, I say not met any of them before. And over the next three days, we had an amazing experience where we all learned so much about one another and from each other. And we connected at this really deep level. And it really challenged my views about life. So the, the, the reason for this, sharing this story is um, on the first day of that event, we were asked to go away and have a think about four really, um, really deep thoughts, which were what have been the victories in your life and what have been the failures? What have been the triumphs and what have been the tragedies? So really four very powerful questions. And we were given two hours to just go away and reflect. And I sat in the, the, um, in this castle overlooking the lock in this beautiful setting in this drawing room. And I sat there for two hours and I really struggled to come up with anything. I really struggled to give, put anything of meaning on the paper for any of those four areas. I've been, had a very fortunate life. I'm not from a, um, I'm not from a, you know, an unprivileged background. Had a reasonably comfortable childhood. Was in a good job. Hadn't had any uh, illness, thankfully. I just didn't have anything to reference. And one of the things, so my realization was when I when I went back into the room and everybody was sharing these stories and it was really emotional. Is my my sharing was, I've lived such a comfortable life that I've never even created opportunities for any of those things to happen. Mm. <laughs> so I was living my life in this such a safe zone that actually I was missing out on the good and the bad because I was keeping myself in this kind of middle, middle of the road type existence. And that was the day that I vowed to, to change the way I was living my life and to start taking some more risks and to challenge myself to do things differently. So if you ask me what's the biggest influence on my thinking, that that experience and, and Dave have kind of having faith in me and inviting me along to that event was the thing that really sparked my passions and enthusiasm for but just wanting to challenge myself and wanting to challenge others to be better. Wow, that's powerful, Hayden. I'm so glad you shared that because so many people say, I'm comfortable. I don't really see why I would need to change or grow. I'm happy. I don't have a, like you said, I don't have a situation. It hasn't been the, the light at the end of the tunnel to say, well, you know, this happened, so I had to make this change. You got inspired to do something different. And I think that's the difference. And, and you see the opportunity if you get creative and you give yourself permission to be in a safe place with other people that can challenge you to think differently that's what you went through, and it really had significance in your life. Yeah, and, and on the back of that, you know, I, I'd, be, I'd be wrong to share with your listeners that everything has been great since then, because what's actually happened is a load of things have changed in my life, and a lot of things that's been really good has happened, but there's also been some really bad stuff that's happened in that time as well because of the decisions that I made. Mm -hmm. you know, breakdown of my, my marriage uh, happened after that time, uh, changing my, my kind of living circumstances, leaving my corporate world and the safe job and going into the entrepreneurial field. So, so I am absolutely, um, if I was to take me back to that day and, and, and do, ask me if I'd do it again, I would absolutely do it again without a moment's hesitation because I've now discovered in my life the highs of when things are brilliant but I've also experienced the lows of when things aren't so good. And I am having some victories and I'm having some, some triumphs, but I'm also having some tra tragedies and, and I'm definitely having some failures. So 
I've now, for me, I'm now experiencing the full, the full range of human emotion rather than sitting in this comfortable middle space. And I think you know, people, um, people thrive and, and say that they just want to be happy. But you can't be happy without having the other side. <laughs> you have to you have to experience the full range of human emotion for, for you to even know what happiness feels like, and that's the thing that I've learned probably the most about myself in the time that I've um, uh, since that day, which was uh, you know, probably eight years ago now. Wow, that is so important. I hope people can go back and replay what you just taught us because that is powerful for all of these people around the world, around the globe, that are saying well, I had this really great corporate job and we're, we're being challenged to do things differently, but I'm still comfortable. I'm still leading a team. We have no worries. We're going to get back. Things are normal. But I want to challenge all of those type of thinkers to say, look at what you could experience if you pushed yourself, if you gave yourself permission to connect to bigger thinkers, to bigger leaders, to bigger influence, to challenge yourself to do the next level. And be a little bit uncomfortable because that is truly where the growth happens. And, and so success will look completely different and you can create the significance in the world through learning that. And I think as leaders, we really have experienced so many processes for this and watched and helped others get to that kind of uh, gate, if you will, to open those floodgates. But it is amazing. The journey is amazing. When you think, here I am, I've, I've done things successfully, consistently, and I feel like I'm growing. But until, like you said, going through the fear and the change and the understanding that to appreciate everything, to put it into perspective, that's where you really begin to understand, you know, you have more compassion, you have more consideration, you have more patience, and, and you begin to really understand how you can show up and give more significance to the world. So that's, that's the key, right? Totally, totally. It, it is that when we, as you say, push ourselves outside of that comfortable way of being, that's when we start to discover what life is really about. And that, that's been my experience in the last, the last eight years. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I guess I'm not sharing this from your listeners from a point of view of some ideology. This this has been my 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 existence. This is what what I brought into my my life by making that change. And so many, and I was in this place. So many people just fear the low end that they shut themselves off from the top end. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really great book called um, by a guy called Colin O'Brady who um, uh, the Impossible First, and he's a, a um, an explorer, and he's the first man to cross uh, Antarctica solo. Uh, and in his book, he shares that most people in this, this if you take um, human existence from 0 to 10, most people operate within 4 and 6. Mm-hmm. And the reason they operate within 4 and 6 is because they're fearful of 0, 1, and 2, the very worst of our humanity. So they stay in this 4 or 6 to protect themselves from the, 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 the 0, 1s, and 2s. But what they don't realize is they're also shutting themselves off from the 7, 8, 9, and 10. The very act of avoiding 0, 1, 2, and 3 shuts you off from 7, 8, 9, and 10. And, and that, for me, is absolutely the truth of, of, uh, of my um, uh, journey over the last sort of eight years or so. Wow. 
This is amazing. I, I love your journey. I love being connected to you because, you know, it's when you get a tribe of people that you just inspire each other every day. I think we're posting on LinkedIn something that is that we're doing, that we're creating. You know, we don't have it lined out. I've talked so much about people that say, you know, leadership is linear versus, it, you know, you're not sure what that's going to look like in a month or in a week or at the end of today, because you have to take that step. And then the universe really responds to you when you start creating things. Uh, And I think that's a scary part. When we talk about fear, many people would say, hey, I would love to try something new, but I'm not really exactly sure. I can't see it on that whiteboard. I can't see it on that yellow pad of paper. I don't know what that, you know, who I might influence or who I might impact. And that's where our message is. That's the exciting part. Right, that's the real journey. Yeah, and so many people, as you write, and I know from some of your experience, Melanie, that, that you, you you've done this yourself as well. Is that we we step into things and we don't know where we're we're going to end up. And for me, that's again where I come back to kind of the concept in micro leadership is I may not know the full full journey, but if I can see the next step in front of me, that's enough. Let me just take that first step because if I take the first step, I'm going to take the second. And when I take the second, I'll take the third and so on and so forth until I get to where I need to be. And and where I end up may be somewhere different from where I set off to get to, but it's going to be a better place than I am now. And it's going to be a different place and it's going to be, uh, I'm going to be a, a different person on the back of what I achieve when I get there. So it's just that first step and I would encourage anybody if they're, if they're out there and they are living that kind of comfortable existence and there's nothing wrong with comfort don't get me wrong but I would encourage them if it's something that they've always wanted to do and they've kind of put it off or they've, they've um, or they said no to it because I you know what if I fail just take the first step just 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 find one thing that you can do that's going to move you closer to the thing that you really care about and love and and take that step and the other steps will become uh, available to you once you've taken that first step and that's that's the ethos for me. Just take the first step. Just take the first step. Take that little tip. Take that micro tip and do something different. The challenge today is take out your journal, go back and listen to this again, figure out a way you can connect to people in a different way that are going to influence you to push you outside of your comfort zone and make you think differently so that you can begin to live a maybe a bigger life than you could have ever imagined that's the encouragement from this message today. And I want to share one more quote that you have in your book here, and it's famous. Everyone will connect to it. But Gandhi says, be the change you want to see in the world. And as everyday leaders, I challenge people this year in 2020 that everyday leaders change the world. And leadership is about leading yourself first showing up so that you could influence and impact the world in a bigger way. And that's what you're doing, Hayden. And I really want to celebrate you today for leading us, showing us, sharing with us, and becoming who you're going to be uh, even greater through this COVID-19 and in 2020 and continue to develop your own brand of influence throughout the world. So I just want to thank you so much for coming. How can you tell us um, how do we get your book? How can we connect to you on all platforms? And um... yeah, absolutely. So first of all, thank you, uh, thank you for those those words. And you know, my, my journey is not over. I'm still still continuing to grow and to learn and to 
to take those next steps because this is a, a lifelong um, experience we're on. So we will keep taking those steps. People can get hold of me. The best place for people to find me is on LinkedIn. It's um, it's where we connected, and um, that's where I'm most active. But you can find me on LinkedIn, so just Hayden Bratt. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter. It's Hayden Bratt. It's H-A-Y-D-N. B-R-A-T-T. I've got quite an unusual name, so it's relatively easy to find me, which is good. Um, so you can find me there. And if you want to check out some of the things that we do, then uh, my business is uh, Mindset Leadership, and you can find us on uh, mindset, mindsetleadership.co.uk. Uh, the book of it itself is only available on UK Amazon, but if anybody in the States wants to uh, get a copy, they can contact me through the website, and I will happily send out a copy to them. So uh, you can get hold of that uh, um, uh, that way. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend that you follow Hayden. This has been a wonderful connection and a great opportunity for me to grow as well. And uh, and so it's been this fantastic to have you on Everyday Leaders today, Hayden. I appreciate you so much. And thank you for continuing to just go out and change the world. You're very welcome to say I absolutely loved it. And I love being in your in your tribe and part of you because you're somebody who inspires me as well. So, uh, yeah, it's been a real, real privilege to talk to you today. This has been a Joe Studios production.